Nobody articulated the rage of millions of South Africans better than Ayanda Ali when she responded to President Cyril Ramaphosa's State of the Nation address. She is with us now. Welcome, Ayanda. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be with you. Thank you again. Your mic drop response to the president went viral. Uh, but for our viewers who have not heard you speak, please say it again. Sure. I think I, it caught all of us by surprise because I myself didn't anticipate that that is what my reaction would be. But it came to a crescendo when I heard the president say that he would make sure that those who are responsible for state capture would be brought to book and that the monies that were wasted would be recovered. And I think something rose up inside me and it was like a fire shot up at my bones and I just could not um, let that go. And I mentioned that it was so interesting that the head of state would say all of those things, especially since the people who are responsible for state capture are right there with him in that room, that he himself at the time of state capture was deputy president, and that he allowed, if not advanced, uh, state capture. And, and I thought we were taken for fools as South Africans, and I have made it known that that's how we felt. And I think something else that was quite unsettling for me was the depiction of a utopia in the form of Tinswalo, who was a fictional character who said to have benefited from all the wonderful uh, fruits of democracy, like your social grants and your NSFS and uh, housing and all manner of things that the president highlighted. And I felt that that was such a one-sided story because you can take a look at exactly what the president had mentioned in terms of uh, interventions and, and look at the problems therein. The fact that even though, you know, Dinswalo is said to have gone to a fee-free school, uh, even those schools are dilapidated in infrastructure, uh, the teaching staff is overburdened and frustrated, um, the same Tinswalo is said to go to school using NASAS, but NASAS we know pays late for registration and uh, residential accommodation for students, which puts them back and sometimes leaves a lot of them not able to, to pursue their tertiary education. Um, things such as healthcare sector that Tinswalo is supposed to have benefited from when we don't have doctors because doctors are unemployed. But at the same time, you have so many ministers in the presidencies who have an entourage of staff and uh, bodyguards, etc. And I brought to the attention of the president that it is unfair that he raises only one side of the coin that speaks to these benefits in inverted commas and doesn't look at the disadvantages that those very same benefits brought to the table. So, yeah, it was uh, about two minutes or so um, of, of, of my response. And, and I think the reason why it gained such popularity is because my utterances were not new. And they were not groundbreaking in any way, shape, or form. But they were exactly what South Africans were thinking, were feeling. And, and I think it, it just gave a platform to the millions of South Africans, black, white, colored, Indian, you name it, young, old, whatever. All of us were in this corner thinking, I'm unsettled, I'm frustrated. But then there was a voice that just captured everybody's sentiments. And I think it was one of those right place, right time and right thing to say, only because it was echoing the sentiments of millions of South Africans. 
Indeed, you are now the communications director for Build One South Africa. You must have had your pick of political parties. Why did you choose Bosa? Do you know, I've always been, I suppose, politically inclined because I had a strong sense of justice, having started out as a journalist, um, went on to be a community development practitioner in Soweto, went on to have a stint in government as a communicator. So there was always a, a sort of a, a political position that I had. But I didn't foresee that I would be jumping into politics, even when I was a spokesperson for the Ministry of Transport. Um, and and I thought to myself, uh, after having met uh, Nobun Dufazo Webster, who's the deputy president of Build One South Africa, who's an entrepreneur, who has done incredible work for her community, after I uh, reconnected with Musi Maimani, with whom I went to the same high school and we grew up in the same neighborhood, it was not a, a conscious decision to say, oh, this is what I'm going to do next. I think I was drawn to the values of Build One South Africa because they had a bottom-up approach to this politics thing. So they were already engaging with people who were in the community, running programs and organizations and advocacy and and really doing so much already with their own resources that when I then was introduced to this world of active citizens who are sacrificing for the country, who are fighting for justice, it was such a natural fit for me that the politics, I think, became a byproduct. So um, I joined Novundu for the Women's Commission and we met a plethora of incredible women. I had conversations with Musi about what they're doing in One South Africa and Build One South Africa. And and I and I agreed because I bought into the vision um, and I believe in their values. And only after, I think about maybe a month, did I decide, I think I want to be a candidate as well. I want to put my money where my mouth is and I want to have some skin in the game. So when I'm fighting for this Build One South Africa, I know that I'm fighting something in, in, in a vehicle that I have thrown my full weight behind as well. Well, if everything goes according to plan, you will be in Parliament after the, the election. What would be your priorities as an MP? Sure. So I really would love to see greater participation from our communities and their voices being heard in earnest in Parliament. So for me, I really would want to see greater representation for my constituency. I am representing Soweto at the moment. I do believe that there are many ideas that can find resonance in Parliament and expression in Parliament. I believe nothing for us without us. But many times we stand by passively and not engaged in our democracy because we feel there's there's nobody who's going to take my concerns seriously. So I'd like to bring a little bit of a change there and make sure that the interventions are from the community up. And one of the things that are close to my heart is our psychosocial well-being as South Africans. I do believe that the very fabric of our society is being torn apart because of social ills, because of a number of societal challenges that we're facing. And I think if we're going to change our mindset and create the Ubuntu that we want to see, that unity, that togetherness, we have to start in schools. And we have schools that don't have guidance counselors. We have schools that don't have social workers in place, even though there are many social workers that are staying at home unemployed and growing up in a former Model C school, I had the privilege of having a guidance counselor. So I know how important it is. 
to be able to speak to an adult who's trained and qualified whenever there are any challenges at home. And mind you, the challenges I faced were minuscule compared to some of the challenges that the kids are facing now. If we're in Dobsonville and Soweto, for example, that child is likely facing a parent or a, a sibling who is drug addicted. You know, that sibling, that, that child is probably dealing with um, gangsterism on their way to school because there are hostels there. And some of the gangs are in the hostels there. And this child might be facing that. This child might be living in a granny-led household or even a child-headed household. So you can imagine the burden that this youngster is facing. And we expect this person to contribute positively to the society. We expect this person to be law-abiding. We expect this person to uphold the values of Ubuntu without a debrief, without somebody to talk to. Now, we know that the impediments to learning, more often than not, have got very little to do with academia, but more with the social context that the child is living in. So if we do have guidance counselors or social workers in your schools able to help these children to adapt, to have grit, to overcome their challenges, they'll be able to perform better in the classroom, but will also be able to repair the social fabric of this country to heal each individual one child at a time. So I think one of the things I'd love to advocate for is the reinstatement of your guidance counselors and or social workers in your schools. And I think for me that that would be one of the starts. Now, lastly, would you please Sing us a song from your album, We the People. I'm gonna tell you, I've done I've done so many interviews since the State of the Nation address response that I gave, and never have I ever been asked to sing anything from my album. You're quite right, you've done your research very well. Thank you very much. I did an album, in fact. That was in song, everything that I say now uh, to you in words. And I think I will sing you a song. It's the title track. It's called We the People. And the song really is a song that says, We the people of South Africa, we say no, no to corruption, no to injustice, no to poverty, no to unemployment, and no to this social milieu that we're seeing where, where people have no hope and no sense for the future. So we the people say no. And it goes... I look around that what's before me and animosity, a brother killing another, tell me what is this I see, young mothers infected by full-blown fathers are dying of age. While politicians plunder, they're killing for plunder in the name of democracy. No, 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 no. No, 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 this is not the way the story should go. We the people say no. We the people say no. We've had enough. We've had enough. Brilliant. Thank you. Thanks for hijacking me. My goodness. Thank you. That was Yanda Ali speaking to Biz News. I'm Chris Stein.